You are listening to the Whatsoever 168 podcast with Jen Renault. Be nice and pass it along. Let the world hear the song you sing with your smile. Oh, be nice. Be kind. I am so happy you are joining us now for episode 14. I have a joy-filled, Christ-infused, beautiful guest for you today, who I believe says the word y'all more than I do. So you know we shared a lot of laughs and some really insightful information and stories. This Cajun lady's story is not one you'll want to miss. And after you hear her story, you'll definitely be inspired too, so I'll include her contact information in the show notes as well. I wanted to thank y'all. See how I did that? Seriously, I wanted to thank you for subscribing and liking and commenting on my podcast. It's helping to get the Matthew 25 gospel word out there. And I just want you to know, I appreciate you. I appreciate your listening. I appreciate your shares and your sharing the different episodes too. Truly, I do appreciate it. And as I share with you our guest today, keep in mind that she is still fairly young. She is a wife, a mom, an educator, an activities planner, a social director, a bouncer, a hashtag creator, an artist, and yes, she's all of these and so much more. So I share with you the sweet and hilarious Katie Hardy. Sitting here with my new friend Katie, and we're really glad that she's joining us today. So thank you so much for being here, Katie. Hi, thanks for having me. So as you know, Whatsoever 168 on our little podcast, we are premised after Matthew 25, Whatsoever you do to Lisa and my people, Mm -hmm. that you do to me. And I want to go ahead today and just jump right in and have you share a little bit about your amazing Whatsoever project slash ministry. So I guess what my project is, it's not really, I guess a specific project is kind of a life project. It's, I'm a homeschool mom. I'm a homeschool Catholic mom. I'm a homeschool Catholic military mom. I have a lot going on, just basically promoting my faith through my children and through the activities that we're involved in. So yeah, that's about what's going on. So basically aware of many hats. So normally when we begin these different episodes, I mention how we're sitting in a little paradise. I mention how we're sitting overlooking (laughs) water and Katie's over here laughing because Katie and I are actually sitting in my car because this little Catholic mom, she cracks me up. I'm like, so where do you want to go to interview? And she's like, well, my husband's out of town and the gym will watch my kids for an hour. So instead of going and exercising, my buddy Katie is sitting here in my car with the Hello Kitty blanket to help us with sound. So hopefully the sound is good. And she's sharing a little bit with her time today. So first and foremost, thank you so much for coming out. Of course, of course. Sharing with us today and being such a good sport. And actually we're enjoying the good weather. Yeah, it is. It's a really nice day. All right, so here you are. The big thing is is you're sharing your life with your kids and you're right. trying to impart your faith uh, with them and their lives and, of course, with the support of your amazing husband who's not here, which is why we're sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us a little bit about why would you homeschool your kids? Okay, so funny story. I never, ever thought that I would be a homeschool mom. I actually have a background in education. I was going to be in a classroom and I was going to have kids and then they were going to come and I would be in a classroom and they would be in their classes and maybe one day they would be in mine and then I had kids and then they grew started growing and I actually my oldest was in preschool um, for a couple of years and I am the worst mom in the morning like everybody get ready everybody grab your shoes everybody grab your backpack let's just go let's go let's go and I didn't like myself in that way and I think a lot of moms can relate to that oh yeah you know I I didn't like the groundhog day of everything so people laugh they think I'm joking when I say probably top five reasons why I homeschool is because I do not like the carpool situation of everybody having to run out the door and um and get to school on time so um that was one thing that like oh maybe we should homeschool and then and and that was kind of a joke to my husband like okay uh we should homeschool for that and that's not really good enough reason right and then we actually were living in las vegas at the time and i just started meeting people and we started talking about schools and what was going to happen when we move because we're a military family so we move a lot and it had kind of crossed my mind okay continuation of education is going to be hard with my kids you know every time we we move we're gonna have to find a different school and hopefully something that lined up with what they were already being taught and so I kept meeting these people and they just 
kept presenting homeschool to me. Either they were homeschooling their kids or they had been homeschooled and had planned on homeschooling their children. And I remember sitting at dinner at a Mexican restaurant with like a ladies night from women that we went to church with. And I said, y'all are crazy. There is no way that I'm going to homeschool my kids. Not because I think it's a terrible idea, but because I cannot do it. I do not think that I have the mental capacity or the patience to be able to school my kids. Someone might die. Somebody might die. <laughs> and it might be me. Okay? Because they... Yeah. So we, um, we chatted about it. And it kept... God's funny because he kept presenting this opportunity to me. And, and I kept just like knocking it down. Like, you are crazy. You are crazy. You are crazy. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And he made it so easy. And I know that when God makes something easy for me, that I just need to roll with it. You know, I need to stop fighting it and I just need to go with it. And so actually, we moved here. I had all intentions of going um, to continue to homeschool um, Jean-Luc. And I, for whatever reason, got gun shy and thought, well, you know what? We're not going to do this. I went and registered him at St. Mary's and I said, guess what? You're going to kindergarten. And I felt awful. That was like for two weeks. And I thought, I kept wrestling with the decision. And my husband, he's like, you just need to make up your mind. Whether or not he's going to be in school or not, or you're going to homeschool him. You need to make up your mind. The morning school was supposed to start. I had uniforms. I had backpacks. I had everything ready. <laughs> I called whatever her name is at St. Mary's office and said, um, excuse me, I know I just registered my son, but I need to withdraw him from school. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and she kind of laughed because she knew that I was already kind of wrestling with that decision. And yeah, we just, we went from there. So God is very patient with me, very patient with me and my, um, I guess, un uneasiness on being able to make decisions and, and whatnot. So yeah, we are homeschooling. Right. So it's not like this big, yep, we're going to homeschool. It was a journey. It was a journey for me. And I, I was public schooled. My husband was public schooled. That's just how it was going to be. I didn't realize how much resources there were for homeschooling families. And especially here in Brevard County, there is an abundance of resources. I can totally relate to you about the hurry, everybody hurry in the morning. I start off as Mary Poppins and then I turn into <laughs> like the Wicked Witch of the West. And it's so mm -hmm. funny because many years ago I was on a surfing trip and I was in Costa Rica and I was staying with my friends over there and it happened to be a school morning. And I actually was staying with my friend's sister and she had three little kids. And so I hear in the morning, Aburate, Ana Laura, Aburate. And she's telling her daughter, hurry, hurry, hurry. So I happen to have my, back then we called it a video camera, and I was videotaping. And I come out, and in my Spanish, I ask little Ana Laura, I was like, Ana, what are you doing? And she's sitting there cutting a newspaper. She goes, oh, and in Spanish, she goes, I'm doing a project. And I'm cracking up. I said, oh, okay. And she's frantically cutting with scissors and she's got her glue. Mm -hmm. And I said, and when is your project due? And she goes, in 10 minutes. And I hear in the background, Anna Laura, hurry up. The bus is coming. And she looks at me. She goes, my mom's the bus driver. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I had That's to laugh funny. because we think that we're so different no. with our cultures and across the world, across the United States, across the state, across the city across the street but at the end of the day there are many moms and dads in the morning going get up get moving and they go from Mary Poppins to yeah yeah a gremlin that's like been fed after midnight is what I turn into exactly <laughs> so at least you get to go to school in your PJs I do yeah nice that's, that's a big perk do you do that oh yeah or Captain America my kids like to dress up so usually <laughs> usually I have a Captain America or a Elsa or Captain Underpants. <laughs> that's you. That's Truth. the usual attire. Is my kids in their underwear sitting around the table, and that, but that's okay. But listen, as long as they're learning, right? They're learning. Okay. Yes. I don't think it would fly at St. Mary's to be. Would not fly. No. No. And that's what I, I laugh at my mom. I said my kids will never have that dream of showing up to school in their underwear. Right. Yeah. Well, they might. But they might it have just that won't dream. Matter. But it just won't matter. They won't care. They'll think it's a normal day. I love it. What does a typical week, I would say day, but I know your days change. Yeah. And I know, for example, earlier today you were at the police station. Did you bring back all four kids? They all four made it. Okay. Yeah, she has four children. What are their ages? Six, four, two, and five months. Crazy, crazy. And what are their names for our listeners? We have Jean-Luc, 
Jolie, Leo, and Serafina, baby. Oh, so sweet. I love that name. I'll tell you why later. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't ask you what a typical day looks like. What does a typical week look like for you guys? Our weeks, they vary, but we do have some set things that we have to participate in during the week. On Fridays, for sure, we, we participate with a Melbourne Archangel co-op. We actually, uh, Ascension Catholic Church allows us to use their ministry building as classrooms. So they do get some type of traditional school environment, I would guess, without me, my oldest doesn't really see me throughout the morning um, and it's just a morning and we follow a curriculum called Roman Catholic history and each unit is a different segment in time like for instance we're studying um, ancients right now so like creation all the way to right before Jesus was born and we study the history of what was going on in time and then also aligned with the Bible and what the Bible tells us about that so I think that's really cool but as far as the rest of the week goes we have certain activities that we that we do we make sure that we do math and reading every single day if we get that done everything else is lawn yap right now he's really in kindergarten so i'm not as long as he can read as long as he can do math we're okay right now we sprinkle in some science we sprinkle in some history some nature whatever they want to do so i'm a firm believer that they learn by doing things and experiences so we we love to travel and we try to incorporate learning into that that's the stuff that they'll really remember versus I think sitting in a in a box all day trying to make something soak into their head. Gotcha. Have you guys been on any neat field trips that kind of stand out? Police station actually was really cool this morning. The kids got to see the the dogs and they were talking about it, it turned from talking about canines sniffing out the bad guys to we're using our senses. Dogs use their senses and humans can use their senses. So it 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 always it's always a rabbit hole of conversation with them. There's yeah. always a way to take whatever it is that you're doing and uh -huh. turn it into a teachable moment. Exactly. And I think sometimes we forget that. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we think that, like you just said, that the classroom is the four walls. And there's nothing wrong with the traditional classroom. Exactly. I taught in the traditional classroom. My children attend mm -hmm. in the traditional classroom. But then when we're outside, what is it that we're doing with that? And, of course, your homeschooling, it kind of fits, like you said, because you are traveling more. And so you need to be able to keep that continuity. And then, of exactly. course, too, it has to line up with your faith. Oh, absolutely. You know, th there's a lot of things in today's culture that either the teacher in a classroom has so much power over their little, their minds. And so if, if private school isn't what you, what your family is able to afford, then public school is really the only other option. And, and even with, with those teachers, there's a lot of great teachers out there, but they do have a lot of um, impact on what they learn. And, and as a mom and with kids at a very, very impressionable age, I just wanted to be able to have a little bit of control over what they were introduced to. Education is definitely changing. Absolutely. I've seen that from when I began, then when I started having children. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, my children are, are almost all of them are teenagers and it, there's a big difference between the beginning of my education career and then where we are now to now so sure. yeah exactly we talked about your day tell us a little bit about some of the challenges of being homeschool mom oh gosh well there's lots of challenges being with your kids all day long 24 7 <laughs> trying to get them to put on clothes trying, you know that yes yes oh my gosh when i actually put on jeans my kids are like where are we going <laughs> we're getting fancy we're getting fancy mom put on her pants that's one of them just having you know being able to endure just the constant you know having them with you all the time and obviously i love my kids very much but just being able to deal with the whininess all the time and the mommy mommy I want this or the fighting because they're together all the time too they're not just right. with me so if they were in school they would get a break from each other and then they would come back and probably still fight but they would still get a little break but right. mine are all all together all the time and so they do they do fight but for the most part they really they get along but um, other challenges Really trying to find what curriculum I think fits for your family. That was one in the beginning, just trying to understand, okay, what do we need to be doing? And when I first started out homeschooling, I was under the impression that we just had to do everything under the sun. And if we didn't get it done, then I was gonna be a failure. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the major challenges is giving myself this grace that they're getting everything that they need. Just let it happen and understand that they they're being fed educationally and spiritually also 
So really just giving myself the understanding that I don't have to be Mary Poppins. There's a ton of homeschool blogs out there. There's tons of things on Pinterest or moms you meet on the street that are always so put together and they always have <laughs> yeah. everything ready and they just have their little bags of tricks. But really understanding that that's not me. And uh, sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. But really just being able to be the homeschool mom for the homeschool that I have. I'm homeschooling my children, not right. somebody else's. Hardy homeschool. Hardy homeschool. At your service. <laughs> She's taking applicants starting next week. Uh -uh. She's like, no, we're <laughs> not. <laughs> what does it pay? <laughs> okay, so those were the challenges. What are some of the highs? What are some of the joys? Oh my goodness, just being able to see their little faces light up with anything, really. You see this aha moment. I mean, you've been in a classroom and you see other people's kids. Maybe like when they figure out, oh, this is how you do that. My son with math, he's destined to be an engineer or something, but his, his brain, when I see it click, I see it click. It's like a light bulb goes off. His face just changes and he just goes through it. And then my daughter, she's very, she's kind of artsy. She's kind of like me and she's just very creative. I love seeing the things that she draws and that she comes up with and the stories that she tells. And then when my husband comes home in the afternoon, they're like, we did this today. And we went to Spanish class. We went, they'll, they'll probably tell them all about the police station today. And just being able to spend good quality time with them and we like to practice liturgical living you know and it's not just on sundays that we go to church we try to really put our faith into daily life with our kids and it's so funny seeing them have conversations with with other people and who don't really do that and so they're like they're just really excited to share it and they're just so innocent in their childlike way and they just really want to talk about god wherever they go like for instance we went home for christmas and we got locked out of our, our room. And we needed to be, we were in Pensacola, we were on our way home um, to Louisiana to visit family. And we were supposed to be on the road at like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna get breakfast, and we're gonna leave. Well, Joe, we got this Mary doll. It's like the American Girl doll, except it is Mary of Nazareth instead of Felicity of the Prairies or whatever. She is Mary of Nazareth. She has a veil and everything. She's perfect. But anyway, so she forgot her in the room and we got locked out. She was screaming, crying, acting, just so upset that this doll was left in there and we couldn't get in our room. We're like, well, we can't even get on the road. So I'm upset because we're going to hit traffic the weekend before Christmas. And they tried maintenance to come. They tried housekeeping to come and nobody could get this door open to this room. And I told Jolie, I said, let's just say a prayer. Can we just pray right now? Let's just calm down and let's just say a prayer. And so she bows her little head and she says, God, please just open my room so that I can get my Mary doll. No lie, no lie. 30 seconds later, the front desk lady walks down and says, I don't know how it happened, but your room is open. And her little face was just like glowing. And she was so giddy and giggling and jumping up and down. And she says, and this, this is my four-year-old, guys, for those who don't know who I'm talking about. She's jumping up and down. And she asks the lady, she says, do you know how that happened? Oh, no. And the lady says, oh, no, honey, no, I don't know how. And she goes, no, do you know how that happened? And she's like, um, I, do you? And she's like, yes. It was God. God opened our room. And it was just such a sweet moment. And my husband's just shaking his head because stuff like this happens all the time. And I know that was like on a weekend we were traveling, but I call them my little disciples. And that's what I'm trying to raise, you know, little, little, little saints. Little saints. So for them, I feel like that was like a really proud mom moment for me to be able to for me not even to tell her, hey, you tell her what happened, you know, right. for her to have this moment of this was complete divine intervention that this happened. I just said this prayer and this happened and who knows really what happened. You know, there, something else could have happened. But in her mind and in my mind that day, there was no other reason than God. Look at that. Hardy homeschool <laughs> is not only teaching your four, but think about the lesson for that lady. Exactly. And that's what I told my husband. I said, we don't know her. We right. will never see her again, maybe. I don't think we will. But who knows what she needed in that moment. So God knows. God knows for sure. And he's using my kids. And I'll let him keep using my kids in that way. Right. So definite joys right there. For sure. So what a balance. So you have, you know, and I know how that is. It's the same thing when I taught school. You had the days where you're just like, I do not get paid enough. <laughs> 
right? You know, when I had this one particular class where I, honest to goodness, would forget to go and get my paycheck. I loved it. The kids would let me teach and we had fun and we laughed and I could see those aha moments. And then I had this one class where I went down to the office. I'm like, dude, I need my paycheck. And they're like, Jen, you got it yesterday. <laughs> you know. So I know that balance of the joys and the mm -hmm. challenges, but the the highs and the moments that like there, right. you, we kind of do anticipate those aha moments, yeah. but then you take it a step further where your little girl has this opportunity and she doesn't even realize what she's doing. No. And she's evangelizing For sure. to this woman, you said in Pensacola. In Pensacola, Florida. Wow. Well, shout out to that lady. Yes. So what a great little story. Well, what I want to know now, so we've learned a little bit about your ministry, about why you're homeschooling. We've learned about your week, the highs and the lows. I was wondering how you personally were formed. I know that you said that you have an, a background in education. And I happen to be looking through one of your social media platforms. And you had a quote up there by Mother Angelica. And this is what it said. Holiness is not for wimps. And the cross <laughs> is not negotiable, sweetheart. Yes. It's a requirement. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that that spoke profoundly to the person that I see in church and the mom that I see kind of wrangling and corralling her kids. But how were you formed to be able to do this at this point in your life? Well, a lot of very strong women, um, a lot of strong people in my life, not of just faith, just of strong backbone and being able to stand up for what they believe in very convicted people who are very strong in their faith also but this just in every aspect of their life we're I come from a cajun family so we don't typically back down from from much i've learned yeah so in, in that quote she says you know it's was it say holiness is not for whims mm -hmm. you have to be able to just be bold you have to just be able to just roll through the punches and just understand that god's got you and to jesus i trust in you with everything that you do and as as a not just as a mom but as a um as a military wife there's a lot of changes that come our way. There's a lot of changes that come in anybody's life. But I feel like we have a lot of changes always coming. My husband's always coming home with, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And I said, you know what? God, you just take it. You just take it. Just tell me when to pack. And so you just, you just have to be to be bold and with whatever that you do. And don't be afraid to pray boldly. And when opportunities arise where you're able to share your faith and you're able to turn the other cheek, that's the hardest part. Sometimes it's easy to be kind to a kind person. Yes. Right? But to be able to be kind to somebody through their toughness, that is where holiness is formed, I feel like. I'm not much of a shrinking violet. Sometimes I sit back and I kind of hold my tongue. That sometimes is my prayer. Allow me to speak when it is necessary for me to speak, but to hold my tongue when it is most necessary for me to hold my tongue in this moment. So yeah, I totally even forgot your question. I'm No, <laughs> no, no. Actually, I really like where you went with that. But what brought you to the point that your faith is okay. where it is so that it could infuse everything that you just okay. said? Okay. For sure. So, I was I was raised Catholic. I'm a cradle Catholic. Kind of went through the motions of catechism and confirmation and all of those things, but it was mostly I felt God. I really did. I was the kind of little girl that would stand in the... My parents have a farm. They have about 30 acres in the middle of Louisiana. And so I would like stand out in the middle of a field and I would hold my arms out to the sides and I would tell my friends, if you could just stand here and just stand still and close your eyes, you can feel Jesus wrapping his arms around you. And I would say things... I remember saying those things as a kid, which sounds silly. Really? And I remember my friends like looking at me like, you're crazy girl. <laughs> and, and, maybe, and maybe I was, but... I that's how I was as a kid and then you kind of you kind of grow up and you kind of get immersed into what society thinks is cool you know Jesus isn't necessarily cool to the rest of society because he kind of you know he marks marches to the beat of his own drum and and society doesn't want want that um well they want that they, they want, just they don't want, want that they don't want they don't want Jesus they don't want right. they don't want that and that's they like, want you to march to their drum to their drum right. Right. right and so you know you kind of go through that as a teenager and, and I went I went to college and I actually was in the choir and I was in the youth group and I did a bunch of things then it really wasn't until I met my husband hmm. I feel like that I had this moment of and I'm a crier too so forgive me if I cry right now that was that moment of wow 
God loves me so much that he gave me this man. You know, like I, when I look at my husband, I think of him as a reflection of God's love for me. Mm. And, and he would hopefully say something similar, but you better (laughs) love you, Stefan. But we realized that we were both on the same path. And so we met in February. We were engaged by September. We were married the following May and we were pregnant by November. So it has been like boom, 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 boom. And I know that I had friends and family who just kind of shook their head like, do you even know what you're doing? And I said, I know what I'm doing and God knows what he's doing because I know that this is an answer to my prayers. And when my, at the time, fiance is telling me you are an answer to every prayer that I've ever prayed, I knew that 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 was it that that was that that was him so we had kids and I really think becoming a mother is another turning point because then at that point you're not only trying to get yourself to heaven your job is to get these little people to heaven and your husband to heaven you know so it's like it's not just you anymore yeah it's everybody else and so what are you going to do in your life how are you going to act what are you going to do to show them because you can tell them all day long be good go to confession, be a nice person. No, no, honey, that is not what's going to get you to heaven. That's, that might be, that's a good stepping stone, but to model to them how I want to live, not just a, not just a good life, but a devout life, a life that when I die, I want them to say, this was a holy person. This was a person that when I looked at that, I saw Christ and even people on the street, I don't, I always want to leave that impression on people. Not that I was, you know, acting holier than thou, but then they see me in Walmart, you know, shoving my cart into somebody like, get out of my way or honking at them in traffic. Like the parking lot after church. Oh right? my gosh. I was just talking to my friend about that, but <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, people have some patience. Yeah. We just received Jesus. But yeah, so that has been a journey of my faith. I've had several retreats. Um, unabashed plug for axe retreat if you're anywhere near an axe retreat find one run to it and just go there and just rest with jesus and let him just fill you with his love and his mercy and that's about it i guess there's a lot lot more i think i could probably say oh absolutely and i think too you hit the nail on the head because it's not just you and stefan right it's you and stefan and christ yeah and that's the difference and I think when we enter into those relationships where God is at the center, mm-hmm. whether it is a marital, obviously, relationship or a friendship, it's different. The relationship takes on a totally different right. look. When we went through our like pre-Cana, it's interesting because we went through our pre-marital counseling separately. Because he was living in Ohio, I was living in Louisiana, but we had one meeting before he left and the priest that married us said you want to be intimate with your spouse you need to get to god and god is the bridge into your heart into the most intimate place and when you pray together as husband and wife that is when you are the most intimate with each other is when you really just rest in god together and you just let him just take care of everything that was something really profound i remember i mean that was eight nine years ago now and that's something that I I always tell that when people are about to get married or they're thinking about marriage I said just let God just take over you want a successful marriage let God into your marriage don't let him just be there don't let him just be up there on an altar on Sunday take him into your life and then it won't matter if Captain Underpants is at the breakfast table absolutely (laughs) absolutely yes (laughs) what a beautiful answer boy I don't even know where to go from there after that but what I would like to know is I can imagine that as you've been on this little journey and it actually really hasn't been that long for mm-hmm. you no this journey it I'm just like cracking up because really I know long. the ladies in the office and I can envision that phone call yeah I know I signed my kid up <laughs> but I'm signing my kid out now so nice knowing you ladies nice knowing you so See at you some later. point though you obviously recognize that you know what I can do this and so with that in mind what gifts or talents do you think that you bring to the table that made it possible for you to say yes to this calling that God's put on your heart? Hmm. Gifts or talents? That's really hard because I have a lot of friends that their their kids are in school or they think I'm insane. They're like, you, I don't know how you do all the things that you do. I don't know how you homeschool these kids. And I say, I just pray. 
And I know they think that I'm just saying, just pray, girl, just pray about it. No, when somebody says just pray or, okay, when I say just pray, I mean pray. Pray through any situation. And I think you will 100% find your answer. God will place it on your heart. And so even though I didn't have what I would call, I guess, talents before, I didn't think that I was equipped to be a homeschool mom. God's just provided for me in every single way. And I'm really grateful for that. So I think you keep centered so it makes it easier for you to hear him. Exactly. And if, like you said, you had the background in education, but then also just like with your marriage, it's rooted in Christ. And so sure. now you're praying. So you're more open to being able to hear where he's calling you to go. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. So as you go through this little ministry that you have, Hardy Home School, <laughs> do you have any goals? Like, let's just start off with like short-term goals. Short-term goals for the Hardy Home School. Make it through first grade. No. <laughs> That's a realistic one. That's a realistic goal. It's only a few months away. I will say my kids are very self-motivated, and I think I'm very lucky in that. There's a lot of kids who aren't really intrinsically motivated, and I guarantee my little Leo will probably be that way. He would much rather go outside and dig in the dirt. Hmm. I mean, he's two, but I I just know where that little one is going to be. But for right now, they are very... They're very motivated. They want to move through their work quickly. They want to be like, what grade am I in now? Or whatever this. And I'm like, I don't know. You're six. You're six. You're just learning. We're learning. We'll learn whatever your brain wants to just soak in and take. So that's that's one of those things. And really just getting through through this year. And that's what I've always kind of been through this whole process is we'll take this year by year. I'm not married to it because I understand that there are situations that can happen in life where I might have to put them in school. That is not my plan right now, but if years down the road, if that is what happened and that's where I feel God is calling me to do, then that's what we will do. And that's the door that we'll walk through then. Goals is just really just following, following God, I guess. It's just trying to get, trying to get through it. And who knows where, if where we'll move next or, or whatever, so. So I guess, Asking you about long-term goals is kind of out since you're going pretty much day by day. <laughs> we go by day by day. It's like, you know, we can just survive this day. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get through the next. Okay. I know that you said that there's a lot of resources here for homeschooling. Did you take any classes, do any training, or what did you do? No. No. I didn't do any training. That was a classes. quiet no. She's like, no, no I did nothing, I did guys. Nothing. I did absolutely nothing. I have no idea what I'm doing. No, I think that... See, you too can homeschool. Yes, yes. That's what I tell people. I'm like, if, if I can do this, you can do this. And if you feel that God is placing this on your heart, he's going to equip you in all the ways possible. Whether it be put it in the right curriculums in your path. Really, that's that's what it is. We have really good curriculum that we use for, for different things. But it really literally spells out what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And to walk through it to be able to get them to know and, and understand what they need. Now, you're not married to that either. So, for example, I know right. even like with youth ministry, you can get a lesson. And I know so many people that just go strictly by the lesson, pop in this video, show this many minutes, here are the questions, right. here are the answers. And to me, that's, I'm not leaving it open to the Holy Spirit. Where's where's the Holy Spirit leading this lesson? Where does he want to go? Exactly. And sometimes you start here and wind up way over there. You're like, holy cow, how, how did, did that I get happen? Here? Yes, exactly. Rabbit, jumping down a rabbit hole with, with everything. And that's usually what happens. That's usually our foundation for what we do. We usually have that, that foundation of what we do, and that really doesn't take very long to get through the actual workbooks and things, but I have to have that to show because we have to get evaluated every year. There's an evaluator that'll look at your work and everything to make sure that you are not just letting your kids just run loose and <laughs> not teaching your kids. So I actually have to have something to show. I enjoy jumping down the rabbit holes with them, just allowing things to happen. Thank goodness for YouTube or other things because my kids will ask, well, what's this? And I can quickly find something to show them. Oh, this is what this looks like. Or there's a lot of resources online that we can kind of go through or go talk about or things like that. So if somebody wanted to, or was considering homeschooling, what advice would you give them? Run for the hills. No, I would say to look at it with an open mind and an open heart and with the understanding that it probably will not look like what you think it will look like. For me, my mom is a teacher also. My mom teaches high school. You think that you have to be sitting down doing school for eight hours a day. That's just 
not how it works. Maybe when they get in high school, I would think they sit for longer. I think I read an article and it was talking about how long kids actually need to sit depending on their age. And I believe like my son, he's six, but so he's kind of like kindergarten, first grade-ish mm -hmm. area. An hour and a half is what they think is enough for them to sit and really like learn that's what they need to be doing when I was taking education classes they said and I never forgot this they said the mind will absorb what the seat can endure exactly even though I taught English it was important like we got to get these kids up and moving and I was the same kid I was an active kid and yeah. sitting in that seat and the nuns are staring at you like you better not you better. blink loudly so I can relate it's good that you have the latitude to be able to get them up and get them moving and, and jump down those rabbit holes like you said yeah for sure and get them outside too I was looking at one of your posts about uh, you turned they did some little lesson making a, a pulley You're like can I count this as physics <laughs> Yes, yes. We, we laugh all the time. We can turn anything into a, uh, an educational moment. We're like, oh, they're outside with a rope and a bucket and they're pulling it up in the playhouse, making a pulley. This is physics. Yes. Or they're outside digging on the beach. Oh, what is that, mommy? Oh, that is a jellyfish, marine biology. Look at us. We are so fancy, us in our homeschool. Party homeschool, baby. Party at homeschool. your service. Do you guys have any standout stories? standout stories so let me say this while you're pondering that I happened to see a tutorial with your daughter on how to apply makeup oh and I'm wanting you to know that I learned oh a lot I Did was like oh my goodness she was a who how old is she again? she's four aye, aye, aye. so she's like so I'm gonna put some blush in my hair yep the blush goes in my hair little four-year-old has a makeup I don't have a makeup bag I'm like, wow, I'm getting uh, tips from a four-year-old. Well, you can thank Nana for the makeup bag. Go Nana. Nana. And let me tell you, her lipstick was on point. I yes. was like, wow. She can put that lipstick on better than I can. Yeah, that was impressive. So what, uh, any funny stories? Any funny stories. Besides the Captain Underpants? It's just, it's always so funny when we go out in public because I have all these kids and people kind of turn their heads like, why aren't you, why aren't you in school? Um... Nothing too crazy, I guess. Not off the exact top of my head. Yeah, I wish I had a better story. You're just, if you come to my house, we um, enter at your own risk in the morning because they are most likely either going to be in their underwear or dressed as some kind of character. Leo's going to be running around. Oh, I have a story. Okay. So I was getting ready one morning. I think we were trying to leave for co op, which we do on Fridays. I look into my hallway and I see a, a book that's been pulled from my shelf in the middle of the floor. Not an abnormal thing, but it is soaking wet, right? So this is a book. It's like a bookshelf that I use. This is our reading nook, like appropriate age level books for them to read. And I'm like, why is this soaking wet? I'm looking for a cup. I'm looking for where else, anywhere else liquid could be. And I pick up the book and it is warm. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. So when you homeschool, you have to be aware of the potty training two-year-old who might use your reading nook as target practice. I love it. <laughs> so that would be like a PE credit. PE right credit, yes. Get yes, it? PE credit. Boom, I love it. Boom. So this girl has the <laughs> best hashtag. So what would that hashtag be there, Katie? <sighs> hashtag target practice. Hashtag don't read naked. <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh my gosh, her hashtags, you know, hashtag I survived the Walmart parking lot in Louisiana. Or, you know, oh, there's man. hashtag Frogger, hashtag y'all gonna make me bust a cap in here, hashtag lose my mind. what baby Godzilla is this? Oh Those are gosh, some funny, yes. you are a funny girl. Thank you. I love it. You Thank keep you. that joy. And speaking to that joy, how do you keep that joy? I've said this before and I will just keep saying it again. I, I just give everything to God. I give everything to God and there are times where I am not always that way it's true especially after having babies I've dealt with a lot of postpartum depression a lot of postpartum anxiety and I've just had to find ways to battle through that and I just whip out that rosary and I just whip that negative Nancy devil of him back to where he came from because I don't have time for that life is not Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time to be negative and angry and 
and sad all the time and sure that happens and for those listening out there it will happen you're not just going to be full of joy all the time oh yeah you're not so you have to be able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps out of the ditch or whatever that you're doing and just find that joy again and maybe that's in reading maybe that's in nature for me I do love I love to draw I love to I love to meditate. I, I wish I was a better reader. That is my goal for 2020 is to be more bookish, as they're calling it. My friend's posting. I'm trying to be more bookish in 2020. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what that means, but I think I know what that means. And I'm, I'm with it. So I'm trying to read a little bit more, trying to let my own brain do some soaking in of some great knowledge. And it's really good for my kids to see that too, because I notice when I pull out my books and I start reading, they pull out books and they start reading. So, right. Like you said earlier, that modeling. Yes, absolutely. That modeling. You said something just a second ago about artwork. Is this something new for you? It's semi new, I guess. Within the past few months, I took to doing some digital watercolors and it was really through prayer and I was praying and I had I had my iPad that if anybody has ever seen my work it's it's all done digitally it's all done on my iPad I have a program that that I do it on and I just I was praying and I just started drawing and I remember showing my husband and he said you drew that and I said I think so (laughs) and before that I I don't like to consider myself an artist because this is something that I definitely do through prayer this is nothing that like I'm like oh I think I can make a living out of this or I went to school for or whatever I feel like maybe it was guided by the Holy Spirit it really just kind of puts my heart and my emotion on a piece of paper so not definitely a core class for the Hardy Homeschool, maybe an elective. Maybe an elective. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to get your artwork, some pictures up for yeah, our yeah, for sure. social media because it is, it's really pretty, guys. Thank you. Something you said, too, when we talked about keeping that joy, you talked about contacts. And so I was wondering, you know, you talked about there are so many resources out there, so many people out there that have helped you and have guided you. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, because you offer a little bit of a different niche with homeschooling. You're putting, you're infusing your Catholic faith into this as mm-hmm. well. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, maybe get some guidance or some advice, would they be able to reach out to you where? They could email me at katiehardy2612 at gmail.com. They could email me. Um, they can find me on Facebook if they want to. I am always up for connecting and and talking through because I had so many people when I was starting this journey of just homeschooling in general, a lot of support and a lot of people that I talked to that were very positive and I don't have all the answers, trust me, I do not, but if I don't know the answer, I can usually find it um, or find you someone to talk to who would know that answer, like high school, that's a whole different monster when we're talking about homeschooling, but when you're homeschooling your little ones, I think I have a little bit of a grip on the way things should go, um, and I would I would love to be able to help because I know that I was helped so much. How do you spell Katie Hardy for the listeners? Oh, sorry, K-A-T-I-E-H-A-R-D-Y. 2612, is that a code or a locker combination or anything special, or is that top secret? It's top secret. I'll get it out of her later, guys. It'll be in the show notes. (laughs) I love your laugh. Okay, so are you guys promoting any projects at the Hardy Homeschool or elsewhere? Are we promoting any projects? I I did get tasked with a new project. I'm I, I'm a photographer also. Haha. Ha. Um, I have a lot <laughs> a lot of things going on. Because she's not busy enough. I, What's that Facebook page? Let them know that. Oh, um, so my Facebook page. You can call, find me at Katie Hardy Photography. Um, that's the name of my Facebook page. That's the name of my Instagram handle. And katiehardyphoto.com is my website. You can contact through contact me through there also. I've been a photographer for a long time. I really don't remember a time that I didn't have a camera in my hand but I've really kind of started to get a hold of this craft for the past six years and that's how long my business has really been kind of going and it's had ups and downs depending on where we've moved and clients change and that's not easy but um, that's one thing that that I do but I was asked by somebody here local in Brevard they're about to put out this new publication. So if you're a parishioner in Brevard County, you should be watching your mailboxes because there is going to be a, I guess a magazine being pushed out to you guys, to all the parishioners in the area. That's going to feature a family each month from a different parish. That's going to have some 
newsletters from local priests and some also some national material like from Word on Fire and and things like that. So check your mailboxes for that because that's something exciting. Wow, too. Katie Hardy's hot off the presses. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> oh, She's blushing boy. right now. Yeah, no, She's just like, doing what I just. <laughs> She's got her Supergirl costume on too. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Yes, you are not, you're not, is the shirt that she's wearing. Yeah, it's perfect. So we're winding this down because I know you have to go get your kids and you're not working out. I might. I might go walk on the elliptical just to say that I did. <laughs> <laughs> to feel like you got the full use out full of the use gym. Of the gym. The babysitting that yes. you're getting while you're yes. sitting here doing this podcast. And I really do appreciate it. I know of course. Uh, I have three children. I do not have four. My hey. husband does sometimes make it seem <laughs> like four. And then my dog is no help either. My listeners Mm -mm. have probably heard about Little Bear. So I know you're really busy and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your yes to this interview. And let me tell you guys, if you ever get a chance to go to 10 o'clock mass at my little church in Rockledge and look across and see her little family, it's adorable. And you know what's awesome too is that they're not wearing their PJs. They're they, all so nicely they dressed, dressed, and I'm so impressed. And I'm like, wow, I don't, she's just got it all together. Yeah, and I appreciate girl. your candor here because, at the end of the day, we a lot of times look at our our lives and we compare them to other people's Absolutely. lives on that social media. And I always tell these young moms, and, and even moms that are not that are my age, not quite as young, <laughs> and we get caught up in the oh, look at that great meal she's cooking, and look at those cute little outfits, and look at, and I'm like, listen, but that crazy woman burned five meals. Mm-hmm. She didn't post that. Uh-huh. And then also, I know somebody, I have to be careful, but this woman had her kid in all these little matching plaid outfits, and it was so adorable, and my friend got to witness the whole, before the picture was taken, chaos and it was a nightmare she's screaming at her kids and being crazy but there's this beautiful picture right. and so everybody sees just reel. exactly mm-hmm. they just see that right they don't see the fumbles they don't they don't see the bobbled passes no they see the touchdown and that and that's one thing that i am trying to be very aware of when i do post and aware of when i do meet people i i'm an open book and I will tell you, yes, I might post a cute picture of my kids, but I will also post a picture of my kid, like, acting crazy. Because we're all in this together, and none of us are perfect. None of us are Mary Poppins. So we're just trying to do the best that we can to, to raise our kids. And if you do see them in church, and they are acting crazy, and you think she doesn't that we are... If they're acting crazy, <laughs> she doesn't know them. <laughs> they were raised by their father. There we go. I like that better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? That's reality. And the bottom line is, and you said it earlier, is that we are all in this together. Yeah. And so thanks for coming out. Of course. Before we let you go, you know, did you know there are 168 hours in a week? No, there is. Yeah. See, she didn't know either. So she clearly hasn't been doing her homework. Like I've been doing mine. No, but anyhow, okay. Katie, there are 168 hours in a week. So that okay. might be a math lesson for okay. Hardy Homeschool. Yes, yes. This week, once you hit we, time We're tables. talking about time. We are talking about time. So this is a perfect opportunity. Absolutely. Well, we have 160 hours in a week. Okay. And I have this thing called 168 Don't Wait Challenge. And I like for my guests to kind of pass along a challenge to the listeners to get them up and moving. You know, not anything grandiose. What would you challenge our listeners for this week? Okay, so I've been thinking about this since you posed this to me earlier in this week. So I'll give a little backstory and then I'll give the challenge if that's okay. Absolutely. So I mentioned earlier that I'm a photographer. If you've ever had a session with me, you probably did not know this, but on my way to every session that I do, I say a prayer for you. I pray for me, I pray for wisdom, and I pray that I'm able to be used as a tool and as a vessel for God, whether it is you know there's craziness because there's always craziness with kids just to be able to show peace and patience and kindness and just to really surround us with this grace of God so that I'm able to capture your memories so that you can keep for the rest of your life but to also if there's another opportunity just to let that be be what happens just allow me to be a vessel for God in my work so with that being said I want to challenge your listeners, regardless of what they do, whether they're a plumber, a banker, a teacher, a janitor, whatever they do, to ask God. This is a simple thing. Just to ask God on their way to work in the beginning of their day, God, please just use me as your vessel. Use me as a tool. Allow me the opportunity 
to be able to work through you as your vessel and to not only use me but to allow me to see when these opportunities arise because there's a lot of times there's these opportunities when we could show this kindness and show God to the world that we don't always recognize it or there's sometimes where we do recognize it and we don't latch on to it so I just ask God to bless all of you and that you are able to see God's plan for you and to see God in every moment of every day regardless of what you do wow what a perfect way to end this. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. So Katie Hardy, thank you so much. Hardy Homeschool at your service. She will be taking applications coming soon. She's like, please don't do that. Oh, $1,000 an hour. No, I'm just Okay. Kidding. You better no. be careful. There no, might no. be somebody oh. out there who will take you up on it. Hey, I might for that. I get some kickback, right? Sure. Okay. So anyhow, thank you very much, Katie. Thank your children. I thank our gym people and I thank gym memberships. I thank the two ladies who pulled up in the car next to us for not honking at us and thinking that we were doing a drug deal in this car. Oh my gosh, we look like the craziest people What'd ever. What'd you right say now. the hashtag was? <laughs> hashtag you got any of them rosaries? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the first for me, hopefully not the last, and I'd love to get you back here. Uh, do a little follow-up with Hardy Homeschool. Okay. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank, thank you for the model that you are to our other moms. While I know that you are a model to those younger moms who are looking at you, you're also a model to us older moms too. You give us hope. Um, we see that your kids go to church and you know they're not perfect. My kids still are not perfect <laughs> and they're older and should know better. Uh, they at least don't come to church in their PJs too like yours don't. <laughs> but you're definitely a model. And more than anything, it's so obvious that Christ is working through you and we need more of that. And I thank you for your willingness to be that vessel. So thanks for coming out of and uh, you have a great me. day. You bet. God bless everybody. That was good stuff, huh? Talk about a beautiful vessel joyfully being used up for God. I hope you enjoyed getting to know my new friend, Katie Hardy, like she said about her Hardy homeschool project. If she can do it, anyone can do it. But if you need a little advice or even a lot of advice or maybe just a little push over the edge, be sure to touch base with her at katiehardy2612 at gmail.com. Or you can find her on Facebook or on the gram at katiehardyphotography. I know she'd love to hear from all of you, and I'd love to hear from all of you too. So hit me up on Facebook or on Instagram or on Gmail at whatsoever168podcast. If you haven't already hit the subscribe button, please do so and encourage your friends and family to do the same. And as I upload this on the Feast of St. Blaise, I pray you will go out, continue to pray before your day starts, and use your voice to be a voice for those who do not typically have a voice. And remember, be nice. And make your next 168 hours count for Christ. So be nice. Cause it's just too